Hello everyone, I'm Zinzi and this is Imani. This is the 15th episode of Flawed, Favored, and Fabulous. Yay! Wow. <laughs> it always amazes me when we do another episode. And 15. We, yeah, we really building them up. Back by popular demand, we're going to do part two of our series on fasting. Well, we didn't expect it to be a series, but... It has become a series because we've got a lot of responses and feedback about this topic. And so we wanted to spend a little more time discussing it. I hope that's okay with everybody. It's fine with me. So to review, fasting is to make a sacrifice for a period of time and to take that time out to be able to listen and to hear from the Lord. And fasting should really be a practice that every believer participates in because it draws us closer to the Lord and lessens the distractions that come our way. Mm. Now, the Bible teaches us that we should fast in private. It's a personal thing. We shouldn't be bragging about it and going around letting everybody know that we're fasting. It's not a secret, but it's very personal. And the thing that I love about fasting as a spiritual discipline is that the Lord answers our prayers. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about that. No, I'm, I'm excited too. Shoot. And as you know, Imani and I decided to fast for three days to hear a word from the Lord. It was a liquid fast and my mom decided to join in with us, which made it a trinity on several levels. We had three generations fasting, three specific requests we were making, and we fasted for three days. It was powerful. And I'm here to tell you that the Lord moved. We saw a major shift in the atmosphere, in in attitude, in location, in mindset. I'm telling you, things have changed halfway around the world. Literally. Imani, you want to talk a little bit about your first successful liquid fast? Well, first of all, I shout out to me for really doing it because my mom has done these things all my life since I was a baby. Right. And during her weight loss journey, she fasted a lot. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to join you. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I would be. I'll cheat, eat some candy, eat some I'm not supposed to eat. Even if it's like fruit, still, like if you're on a liquid fast, it's a liquid fast for a reason. And so this time... My mindset was different because I was focused more so on fasting and not more so on losing weight. Right. Because, of course, when you fast and you do certain fasts, the weight loss is going to come, but that's not the focus. Right. The focus is being with God. Right. Being closer to God, praying to Him and believing that He's going to answer your prayers. Exactly. And that's exactly what happened. And I could not believe... Well, no, I can't believe it. I just can't get over the fact that's that... That's right. I did three days and it's like, I kind of, I kind of want to keep it going. Like I can see myself doing this again and it being a thing. Cause God, he answered pretty much all our prayers. He did. And shoot, just cause the fast is over. Don't mean the prayer, the the stuff that we was praying for is, is over. Like I know it's going to be more and I'm excited. Well, the, I thought you, when you said it's important for people to know that we shouldn't say, I can't believe when God does something, it is important to say, I can't get over it. That's why. I and that's why you said it. No. <laughs> and I, what I thought you were going to say is that you couldn't get over how the prayers got answered. But well, I mean, even the first day, 
the first day we saw some major shifting take place. I know. And I didn't want to say I can't believe the prayers didn't get any answer because I feel like now that's me questioning my faith to God. And I right. know the prayers going to get answered. Even if they didn't get answered in these three days, I know they were going to get answered because it, he's God. Yeah. But it happened the first day. And sometimes when we're fasting, what we're praying for, it doesn't happen during the fast. Sometimes it happens after the fast and that's okay. But it was just exciting for us to be able to report to you and for us to see for ourselves that God moved quickly on our behalf. And, you know, and I'm just so excited and thankful for that. You too, Imani? Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Now, one thing I want to clarify is that when we hear liquid fast, a lot of times people think, water like all you can drink is water nope (laughs) no a liquid fast is all liquids sometimes we do thick liquids and sometimes we do thin liquids Mm -hmm. and you know a water when it's only water that is a water only fast and those are i do those sometimes i mean i typically do those on monday and i'll talk a little about that more in a little bit but the main reason for fasting is to bring about change and that change did occur and the cherry on top was that we did lose weight and inches i mean it's visible she could see it in me i could see it in her and our mindset has been renewed to be able to appreciate eating the right foods I know today, so today was the first day we could eat and there was these chips that we were stuck on before the fast and today I have made this little soup and I'm like, okay, the, the chips taste good with it, but I honestly, I did not, I didn't eat all those chips and I would eat bags and bags of those chips before the fast. I ain't going to lie. I did. I did. She did too. We both did. But after it, I just. Don't we tell them my business. I didn't invite you to tell them. <laughs> But um, I had two bags, okay. <laughs> I had about four, but whatever. But no, the point I'm making is like, um, I couldn't even, I put some of those chips in a small little Ziploc bag and I couldn't even finish that. I was like, I just, this is, if, if I'm going to eat something good, it ain't going to be these chips. It's going to be something good. And so that fast, it really does do a shift in you. It does. And I'm telling you, I I like what I see in the mirror today. And the first place I notice my bloat other than my stomach is I notice it in my cheeks. I've talked about that before. And it's not like I wasn't looking like a chipmunk. Sometimes it has gotten to that. But I can always see it. I don't even think you noticed it this time. I think maybe I did, but I thought my eyes were playing tricks on me because you're she's so skinny. <laughs> When she's talking about, oh, I'm bloated. Oh, I feel fat. I'm like, where? So I, maybe I saw it, but maybe I didn't. I don't know. But you see how my face looks right now? The the, the thinness that you see? This is how I really want my face to look. (laughs) And so when I eat things I'm not supposed to eat, I do notice a bloat in my cheeks. And those same chips she was talking about, they're still in some in the kitchen. And (laughs) they was calling my name today. But I made the decision that, I was not going to eat those because I do not want to look or feel bloated. Now, we got several comments from people this past week about the fasting, and I really appreciate that. We really appreciate it. An insightful comment that we received from one of our team members, actually, was about juicing. 
and how juicing is a great liquid fast because it's filled with nutrients and vitamins and minerals that we get from the veggies and the fruits and when we do it as a juice when we when we do the the veggies as a juice we get it into our bloodstream quicker so we reap the benefits of the juicing faster than we would if we were eating them and right. so that's just something i wanted to be sure to share with everybody because we love to juice yes. we we juice a lot but it's it, it's interesting that this three-day fast we didn't do any juicing we didn't we we intended it to i think but we ended up not doing any fasting i wait well imani share with the people what our fast did consist of so we didn't juice Technically, we didn't juice, but what we did do was, so I wanted to make some type of broth, but like a thicker broth where you'll, you're you going to be full and satisfied. So I found this, this recipe on Pinterest. By the way, Pinterest is my favorite place to find some cool recipes. I found this recipe where it consisted of a lot of veggies. I mean, Chocolate asparagus, veggies. broccoli, minced garlic. I mean... Kale. I mean, it was like maybe 10 different green veggies in there. And I cooked it on the stove and then I put it in the blender and I blended it all up. Yeah. And it became just this liquid. And my body, I felt like I was, I felt brand new. I felt, I felt awakened. And well, it was so good. I felt like oh I was my cheating. Gosh, it was so But we were, we weren't chewing, we were drinking. It was a thick, hearty liquid. And it was plant based. Yeah, and it, and and it was it was liquid, and so mm-hmm. we enjoyed this liquid fast because she discovered this wonderful recipe. And if you want it, you know, hit her up on her Instagram and you know ask her about I posted it. Posted videos on there, so just just hit oh, me yeah, up. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it's delicious, and that will be something I will be doing a lot this season. Now, when speaking about fasting with regard to weight loss, there are two main things that I want everybody to remember. One, do not try to lose lots of weight through fasting. Imani teases me about all the fasting that I do. And I'll talk a little bit more in a minute about how I use fasting. But when you're talking about losing more than three pounds, five at the most, you do not want to just do fasting for that. You know, I'll say 10 pounds at the very at the very, very most, because fasting is something that is really mainly for spiritual reasons. It does benefit our body, but we can't do it all the time. It gives our body a chance to rest. Our digestive system gets a chance to rest and rejuvenate. But after a certain while, you know, our body will go into starvation mode and it'll start to hoard our fat because it thinks it has to survive. So you don't want to do it for real, you know, long-term weight loss, but it's important. Number two is to use fasting and intermittent fasting as a tool to assist in your weight loss plan and goals. And I'm telling you, I fast once a week, usually on Monday, because I need to get my mind back in a place where it needs to be after my weekends. Y'all already know what you say. A mind reset. Exactly. A mind reset because our, my mind 
you know, it strays on the weekends. And because I'm basically in, you know, a maintenance place, I allow it to. But I don't want to continue that, you know. So Mondays is a good time for me to fast. Sunday, I I enjoy Sunday. I eat whatever I want on Sunday because I know Monday I'm going to fast. Now, mind you, this is it. I'm in a maintenance place. I don't recommend the whole let your weekends run wild and free when you're on a weight loss plan. I didn't do that when I was, you know, really working on losing the weight. But once I got to maintenance, I allowed myself some latitude that I did not allow myself before. So two main things to remember, just to review, do not try to lose lots of weight through fasting. Two is use fasting and intermittent fasting as a tool to assist in your weight loss plan. Intermittent fasting is great, but don't just do intermittent fasting. Find a weight loss plan. Find a meal plan that you can live with because that's how you're going to need to live the rest of your life. You may have your treat days. You may have your treat weekends. You may have your treat vacations, but your lifestyle needs to be that of whatever meal plan works for you. Right. And I need to keep my body in check because there's so many temptations around us. There's temptations around us all day, every day. Imani, you remember we were watching that movie just the other day (laughs) while we were on our fast. And this one character... Every time they look, we see him, he's eating something. One one scene, he had a Pop-Tart. Another scene, he had a burger. And we didn't even talk about it at the time. But afterwards, we talking about the movie and this guy that's eating all these foods that was making us want the food. Matter of fact, the food was taking focus, was still in focus in the scene. Because I wasn't even paying attention to the scene for and looking the, at the food. And the scene ain't had nothing to do with no food. It did it not. Was not about food It was at not all. <laughs> but when I seen him eating that Pop-Tart, I was like, mm, I want a Pop-Tart. When I seen him eating that burger, I was not thinking about what the movie was about. Look, and when I saw that Pop-Tart, I was like, is that a Pop-Tart? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen a Pop-Tart in a movie before. You know, that's gonna, yeah. that's a hood snack. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, and then yesterday... We were watching College Hill, which I could do a whole podcast on why that thing is crazy. But we're not going to go there. But this McDonald's commercial kept coming on. Every time there was commercial, it was a McDonald's commercial. They were advertising this mambo sauce, this spicy sauce. And they dipping their nuggets in the sauce. They drizzling it all over all the different kind of burgers they have. And they made it look so good. They made us want McDonald's. And I wouldn't even think about no McDonald's until I saw that commercial. I know I wasn't, but, and you know, I'm vegan and they made me want some chicken nuggets, chicken burgers, (laughs) beef burgers. I'm like, I can do that tonight. Okay. Right. And we're fasting, (laughs) mind you. We're, we're fasting. Okay. So there, a couple people came to us and asked us some questions. And so I want to entertain those questions on air so that if you have these questions, they'll be answered for you. And again, you know, if you have questions, don't, you know, don't be afraid. Don't hesitate to hit us up. Somebody asked us, what is the most effective way to fast? And again, I say fasting is personal. It's private. It's our desire to draw near to God and we have to sacrifice something that means something to us. It can be food, it can be habits, it can be tangible or non-tangible or intangible, but it needs to be something that we're going to miss, something that we value. I've, I've seen people fast from cigarettes 
and get delivered from cigarettes. I've seen people fast from uh, smoking weed. Some got delivered, some didn't, but at least they they turned it down. You know, they let it go for a season to draw near to God. And, you know, there's no, there's no one way, right way to fast. It really is about what would be a sacrifice to me. And for years, you know, it was fried foods and fast foods for me. For years, that whenever Lent rolled around, that would be my fast. Also, you know, sacrificing meat is a, a big fast for me. I've made it very clear. I'm carnivorous. You know, I do love me some meat, which is different from Imani. So Imani fasting from meat wouldn't even be a sacrifice for her because that's not something that she loves or even that her body really responds well to. Mm-hmm. What do you want to say about that? Just about the whole meat thing? No, about... Uh, what's the most effective way to fast, and what oh. what are some things that you sacrificed because they were they meant something to you? Well, I mean, we this this book is called Flawed, Favorite, and Fabulous, so I'm about to be all the way 100 with y'all. I love to curse, and I I know it's bad, but I found myself not that long ago. I was fasting from cursing, fasting from negativity, fasting from, fasting from social media. And I found that it it really helps. I mean, at this point, I wasn't really fasting from food. I just wasn't eating certain things that you know, like meat or candy or whatever. But like, I was I would fast from from bad language, mm-hmm. from social media, from negativity, from worry, from fear, from stress, all that, and that has helped. You know, I've had to fast from cursing before, and and it does make a difference. It because. First of all, you may not even realize how much you curse. And I might not curse a lot in front of y'all. But, (laughs) you know, even if I think it, the Bible says to think it is as to do it. So if I'm thinking about calling somebody a MF, you know, I got to (laughs) repent for that. And so, yeah, those are those habits and intangibles are, you know, qualities and characteristics that we might need to fast from. Like I've had to fast from procrastination. I've had other people fast from procrastination and it has helped them get places on time, be better time managers, you know, do things in a more uh, orderly fashion, I should say. I mean, just in this season, just from when, you know, when I was delivered from all them demons, I would still feel fear and worry creep up on me. You know, y'all know that I'm engaged and my fiance is in Jamaica and I want to be there, but I was all, I was praying like, God, I need, I need an at home job. So I'm able to travel. And I was worried. Listen, I was looking up jobs every single day, 24-7, sending out my resume, whether it was good or bad, whatever. I was just sending it out. And God was like, yeah, you're doing too much. And so I fasted from fear. I fasted from worry. Do you know, I prayed one prayer on the type of at-home job I needed. And when I stopped thinking about a work-from-home job, I got an email basically, basically offering me a job (laughs) and I can live wherever in the world I want to live making. I mean, it was an answer prayer. Yes. All that was just me fasting from the fear and the worry and the stress. And once I feel like once I got that out of my mind and I just fasted from it, God just, he just, I feel like he answering all my prayers. Yes. 
And I think collectively, we decided to fast from fear and doubt and worry. And, you know, and things are not perfect. Things are, there are some challenges, you know, in in our lives. But we decided that we're not going to be afraid, that we're not going to doubt, that we're just going to believe God. We're going to trust God. He's going to work it out. And every single time he has worked it out. I don't remember if I told you guys that when I, when I went to the airport to get on my plane, did I tell them about this? I don't know. I went on the, when I went to the airport to go to DC, when I got there, my reservation had been canceled. You did tell them. Okay. So that's just another thing, you know, and, and, and I went immediately into frustration, anger, and then worry, but I jumped right back out of it when I called Imani and, you know, and then she began to make things happen and she worked it out and and got me a a (laughs) flight for later on that same day. But the, you know, the thing that I remember is that I cannot allow fear to overtake me because God's got me. And whatever happens, it's in his plan and he's going to work it out. And I'm telling you, that's a great way to live. Yeah. Then when I, lately, when I think about fear or worry, I really have to check myself because I feel like when I do that, I'm disrespecting God. Yeah. And then we disrespect God. It's like, well, if you don't believe me, then why do I want to bless you? And I want all my blessings. Okay. I want every single last little big whatever. Right. So I really try hard, not because I want the blessings, but I really try hard because I I don't want to disappoint God. That's a great, that's a great. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great thing to say. <laughs> That's a great motivation is what I'm trying to say, because we do want blessings. Let's be real. We want we want to be blessed. But when you get to a place in your relationship with God where you want to please him, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we have to live our lives by faith. My devotion has my my devotion has been about audacious faith Mm -hmm. and just having faith in the midst of impossible situations and believing God for parting red seas for you know stopping blood flowing for 12 years for sending manna from heaven into the desert i mean for bringing water in out of a rock i mean god can do anything raise people from the dead oh you know what they one thing me and Imani were focused on during this fast that was just like mind-blowing and we never get tired of is how god already knows this moment right here Whatever we're going through, whatever's happening, this moment that you're listening to this podcast, God already knew this moment before the creation of the world. He knew this moment before your mama, your grandmama, your great-grandmama, your great-great-great, and so on and so on and so on. He knew this moment was going to happen, that moment that you're not enjoying, that moment that you're frustrated with. He already knew all those moments were going to happen. And it just blows my mind because I remember when I was going through my deep, dark depression to the point where I, I didn't want to live. And I would ask God, like, why are you putting me through this? Why? Why do I have to live through this? And now that I'm sitting here, it's like, because at that point, I'm like, you knew I was going to go through this. Why would you put me? Why would you put anyone through anything like that? But now that I'm looking back, it's like, well, if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be where I am now. Right. And let me just be clear. God doesn't put us through anything. Well, he allows it because he's given us free will. That's right. He's given us free will because he wants us to choose to love him, choose to serve him, choose to obey him, choose to live for him. 
You know what I'm saying? That's and so true. we we choose to, you know, take us to these dark places. We choose to go, uh, you know, to a place that's far away from the Lord. But the truth of the matter is we may feel far away from him, but he's always right there. He's always right there. And I thank God for that yeah. because every time you talk about those those dark times when you felt like you wanted to lose your or give, you know, take your own life, it, it's hard for a mother to hear. But I, I respect it because it's your truth. And I thank God for it because you're not there anymore. And I had kept that away from her for a long time. She did. Time. She but did. It was it was really bad. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to bring it to her because I didn't want her to feel like it was her fault or she did anything wrong. It had nothing to do with her. My mom raised me. I feel like the the best way any parent can to raise any child. It was me, social media, and me listening to the devil. Wow. I hope somebody's getting that today, and I hope it's helping you. Yeah. So another question that's been asked is, can't we hear God without fasting? Yep. And the answer is, of course, of course, we can hear God without fasting. But the truth of the matter is there are times when our own inner voice is speaking so loudly, we can't hear the still small voice of the Lord because the Lord doesn't yell at us the way we yell at each other. He don't try. He don't try to jump up and down to get our attention. God is patient. God can wait for us to get ourselves to a place where we can hear him. Howard Thurman says, we have to quiet the riots in the streets of our souls in order to be able to hear God. And life is filled with distraction. Fasting helps us to focus. So yes, we will hear God without fasting, but there's going to come a time in our lives as believers where we're going to need to fast because we can't discern God's voice. Yeah, for me, I hear God 24, 7, 25, 8, every hour, every minute of the day. But sometimes I don't always know if it's him or if it's me, the devil trying to play tricks on me. And so when I, when I was asking my mom, you know, well, telling her about me doing this fast and she joined me, it was because I just wanted to take it to a whole nother level. Yeah. That's it. You're going to hear God. If you allow him to come in, you're going to hear him, but... I needed to take it a whole nother level. What well, we all did. Right. It was a lot going, it was a lot going on. And you talking about some miracles. <clears throat> if you do some corporate fasting where two, three or more have decided to fast together, you will see miracles fall into the community, right. not just into your individual life, but into the entire community, your family, your household, even your job. I mean, there's transformation that can happen all over the place when we commit ourselves to fasting. Mm -hmm. The next question was, can you have an intimate and personal relationship with God without fasting? What do you say? I say, yeah. And you know what? I say no. Oh, really? I mean, why do you say yeah? Well, because, well, shoot, honestly. Go ahead and work it out. I might be wrong because I grew up a faster. Even if I wasn't always serious, I always participated from a child to now. So, I mean, I, you know, I know some people that have a relationship with God and have never even fast. An intimate relationship with God. They hear God speak. They hear God speak. But I always wonder, like, 
Well, how you never fat? Because like for Lent, for example, I introduced Lent to a few of my friends and they're just like, Lent, what's that? And I'm like, how you grew up in church and not do Lent? That always like shocks me. And so, I don't know. I, I guess you do got to have to fast. Well, Imani said she knows people that have an intimate and personal relationship with God that haven't fasted. I don't think that I do. That hasn't been my experience. People have a relationship with God. You can be saved and you can have a relationship with God and you can hear God and, you know, and he'll answer your prayers and all of that. I'm not, I'm, I'm talking about the kind of relationship that requires you to have radical faith where you're trusting God for the impossible, where you're seeing miracles, where you're laying hands on people and people are getting healed, where you're speaking life into people, where you're prophesying. That that's that's what I mean by intimate and personal relationship with God. And I don't know anybody who has operated in miracles and in the fullness of the gifts of the spirit as well as the fruit of the spirit without fasting, without making a sacrifice. I think I'll take my answer back. <laughs> but that's good. Now when I think more into it, it's like, yeah. Well, now that you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. I'll take it back. You have to fast. You ain't got to fast 24-7, but you should fast at least once a year. At least. Well, here, here this, is, this is what I say. The answer that I'm giving you is based on the word of God. And the perfect model that was given to us is Jesus. And Jesus was found fasting on more than one occasion. And he was also an advocate for fasting. He taught on it. And he is the son of God. He is God made flesh. And if he fasted, then he set the example that the people of God must fast in order to enjoy an intimate relationship with God. Jesus was found fasting at the beginning of his ministry, right after he was baptized by John the Baptist. He went into the desert and he fasted. For 40 days and 40 nights, the Bible said he did not eat nor drink anything. And the devil showed up and tempted him three times. And all three times, Jesus was able to resist him and put the word of God on it to get the the devil away from him. And when we are people of God doing the work of God, we must expect that the enemy is going to show up. Amen, somebody. He's going to show up. Jesus also fasted at the end of his ministry when he was betrayed after the last supper, when, when uh, Judas kissed him to identify who the son of God was all the way up until his death. He didn't eat anything until after he was resurrected. I would argue that we cannot have an intimate relationship with God without fasting. You can have a relationship, but there will be places in the spirit that you will not be able to go without sacrifice. That's the model that Jesus gave us. He sacrificed. He paid it all. No food or water. Oh my gosh. We couldn't live. That See, that that's where the supernature showed up because... The experts say we can't live three days without water. Mm-mm. 
like three days is the most. Probably seven days is at the at the outset. I mean, I've seen where there have been like earthquakes and people have been trapped under rubble and, you know, they made it. But I also, I don't mean to get too graphic. I also did hear that people like that were drinking their own urine. Yeah. So, you know, that counts. Survival moment. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it was it was his supernature that allowed him to fast for 40 days and 40 nights from food and from water. And we're not expected to do that. We're not being asked to do that. But we do have a responsibility as people of God to turn down the plate, to let go of a bad habit, to move away from something that has been keeping us separate from God and to move to new levels in him. But be aware, with new levels come new devils. (laughs) Right. That is true. And we have to expect that the devil's going to show up. But we can resist the temptation by by not yielding to it and by heeding the word of God. Now, okay, let's see. I already talked to y'all about the bag of chips that was calling me. (laughs) That's what I have here in my notes. But, you know, there are seasons when we will be called to fast for a day. 30 days, 40 days, sometimes seven days. It's not going to always be food, but it's going to always be something that means something to us, something that we value, something that will feel like a sacrifice. Anything you want to add to that, Imani? No, I mean, not really. We... As an adult, I... And after seeing that I can accomplish a liquid fast without any problems, um... I'm going to keep doing this. Not like every day, but a few times a year, I'm going to be doing this just because I know that there's a whole lot I want in my life, my family's life, my mama's life, shoot, my doggy's life, all kind of stuff. And so we have fasted for Lolo. We have the dog. (laughs) We have. And so there are just, I mean, there are things that I want just even for like just Oakland in this world. I mean, it's a whole lot of just wars and stuff going on out there right now. I know y'all hearing about it. And I want to fast. I mean, this might sound crazy, but for world peace, literally. Well, and you know what's amazing to me is that we decided we were going to fast on Saturday. And that's when the war broke out in Israel. We didn't start the fast until Monday. Mm-hmm. But Saturday is when the war broke out. And I mean, even though... My prayer focus, you know, originally were the three things that we had decided prior to that. I certainly included Israel and the people and what they're going through in our fasting and prayers because it's horrible. I mean, it's unspeakable. It's depravity at its lowest nature that is being experienced there. I mean, you know, I thought the war on Ukraine was just horrible and unacceptable. I thought the Holocaust was was an atrocity and was horrible. I thought slavery was, and all of those things are. And I am so sad to say that in my lifetime, I am witnessing in this war that has been declared by Hamas against Israel, that the atrocities that are happening there reach the, the level of the Holocaust and slavery and these horrible things that live on in infamy in not just our American history, but our world history. And so I encourage you to please fast and pray for Israel. It's the least we can do. It's the least we can do. Amen. Amen. 
Now, I want to give a shout out to my girl, Tanya Bishop. We've been friends since the 10th grade. And that was like some years. It's been, it's been a whole lot of years. But I want to shout her out today because she introduced me to the keto lifestyle four years ago. And it has completely changed my life to the point where I wrote a book about it. Right. We've got a podcast about it. And there's a talk show about to happen because of it. Right. She is now on her keto plan and has lost 23 pounds as of today in five weeks. Wow. And I just want to say keep up the good work, T. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being an agent of change in my life. I love you, girl. There is power in a made-up mind. Amen. Please subscribe to this podcast so you can get notified through Spotify when a new episode drops. We will no longer be sending out individual notifications, but we will both post on our social media platforms and include the links. Please subscribe to the website. It is at www.mybeautifulsoul.org. Follow me on Instagram. It is at Imani Legend. And my mom's is at My Beautiful Soul Inc. I N C. I can never remember what her what hers is. <laughs> we welcome questions and comments on this podcast. Yes. Or go on ahead and email us at info at mybeautifulsoul.org. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to those who have reached out to us so far and have shared your feedback. Yes. Hyped me up, my mama up. Yeah. Podcast. I mean, it's, it's, we love it. We do. We really appreciate it. It gives us life. No, it does. It it gives me a lot of life that I didn't even know that I needed. So thank Mm, you. Yes. Please share the podcast with two people this week. Two. Two. That's what I heard in my spirit too. Yes. Mm. Well, that, amen. (laughs) (laughs) Until next week, be strong, be well. And be you.